It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Radio presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. College football on all kinds of big TVs, comfy seats. Come hang out. What up, B? What up, man? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing, pal? Good. I saw a, a funny comedy show last night, which oh, I know you. Uh, I know you're a big fan of. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you used to not say, like that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You used to say like, don't you know? Don't force me to laugh. Yes, 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was you, I was laughing pretty hard. Yeah, it <laughs> I was love it. very funny. Uh, See, people can grow exactly and yes. change. Celebrated Kristen's birthday, Aww. so that was happy uh, birthday, Kristen. I'm sure fun. you're listening yes, right now. Mon- so oh, happy of course, birthday. Yes. yes, it's on Monday, but um, don't want to make sure she thinks I got the day wrong. Um, and more importantly, a few hours I'm flying to India for what's a very important Eagles game. So uh, life is good. Yeah, let's dive into it because it is an important Eagles game. Yes. Obviously, you know, no more talk of an undefeated season. That'll, Sadly. That, that, Sadly. That is over. But obviously yeah. coming off that loss, an ugly loss, you know, in a lot of ways. And, and yet still a, a, a winnable game that, that kind of slipped through their fingers. I want to get into how we feel about the game, the importance of all and, and all that. But just coming off the last game and... And looking at where this team is at, I go into this game thinking, like, look, I know the Dallas Goddard injury is big. And, and I'm not going to minimize it. He is one of the most important players on the team. But even with that, I, I have confidence in Jalen Hurts. I have confidence in this offense. I'm far more concerned about this defense, yeah. their ability to stop Jonathan Taylor and the, the many running backs left in the slate. I know they, they signed Sue. They signed Limbaugh Joseph. Big moves. So. Can't, yeah, I can't say I'm like – you know, expecting the world from either. I think I would expect more from Sue than Joseph. Agreed. But 
But where are you at right now, heading into this game, the defense, the offense, heading into this, like, kind of where's your trust level, getting the importance of the game, all that? Where, where are you at? Yeah, right I mean, it, it's interesting because the NFL, this is why it's it's the best sport to follow, like the, the roller coaster of how quickly things change. I mean, this time last week, we probably would have been sitting here saying, well, both the units are top five in the league, so what's mm -hmm. the matter? And they still both might be. I think your concern about the run game is is fair, right? You look at what happened against Washington, um, and they you know, arguably lost the game because of their run defense. I know they did add Sue and Joseph. We'll certainly get into more about them, but I don't think you can expect immediate results from them. But when I think about the game tomorrow, I think, how, like, how are they going to win it? And to me, they win it with the offense. And that's why I would be more concerned about them going into this game because – I think the Dallas Goddard injury is a really big one. Like, I think it's an under, I don't think you can overstate enough how much it means that they've now lost Dallas Goddard. Obviously, A.J. Brown, fantastic player. Devontae, fantastic player. Jalen still has talent around him. Goddard was a massive part of this offense. I mean, he caught 31 first downs this year. Like, he's been huge on, on third down for them. He's huge for them in the red zone. He's huge for them in the bubble screens that they like to run. So I think the loss of Goddard is a big one. But then I also look at the offense as a whole, and I think the defense has, has fairly taken a lot of heat this week, right? They, they were not good against Washington. The offense is arguably why they lost that game, right? When you look at what that off, when that game was being decided, I mean, the defense allowed six points in the second half before that final fumble, which, which meant nothing, right? Outside of that, the defense had it. The game was 23-21. to 21. The offense went turnover, turnover. Right, both well, both turnovers, you know. Hey, the, the, look, the offense did the it. The Goddard defense. one is the face mask, so we yeah. can wipe that off the board for blaming the offense, right? The face mask should have called it, should not have been turnover. The yeah. Quez one, you blame the offense. You blame Quez, yeah. but you blame Quez. Like, that was on Quez. He made a mistake, and, and you assume that that's not, it hasn't happened often this season right. that it's going to happen again. Well, but, but then my larger concern where I would go to is this. Against Washington, they really trouble. They had trouble sustaining drives. You look at the two touchdown drives to begin the game. One of them was only, I believe, 17 yards because of where they got the ball. Outside of that, they really struggled. They had four three and outs that game. I think they only had two drives that were over six plays that night. Then you look back at Houston, I think they scored 29 points. So clearly the offense you know, got the job done in that game. But even in that game, they had a bunch of three and outs. They uh, One of their scoring drives, the defense once again put them in a really good spot. I think they only had two scoring drives that were over six or seven plays in that game. So I look at the offense as a whole, and I say, despite some good point production, right? Like, they, I think they're the only team in the league that scored over 20 points every game this year. So the offense is not a red flag, like a major concern. But I do think they're not playing as well as they used to. I even go back to, like, the Arizona game. They kind of struggled in that game, right? Like, there's been some games this year where they – and they've been more recent, too, where the offense has not looked great. And now you take Goddard out of it. And the concern is this. If the, if the defense is going to struggle against the run, right – that's going to mean every offensive possession is that much more important because there's not going to be as many of them. You saw that against Washington in the first half. They only had the ball for six minutes, and that goes on the defense. But it also goes on the offense. The offense had real trouble getting anything going. And so going, you know, when I'm in Indy tomorrow and I'm on this flight thinking about the game tomorrow, my concern is going to be with no Goddard against a really good Colts defense. I think they're 11th in the league in points mm -hmm. allowed. Uh do I trust this offense to come out and really get things going? And I'm torn because on one hand, I don't based off what I've seen the last two weeks in the loss of Goddard. But I want to make one thing very clear before people call in today. I do have faith in Jalen. I do think Jalen has played well enough to A, earn our faith, but B, he's played well enough where you should have that faith. I just think that ultimately the run defense, while it's a problem, 
it's correctable. And it's not a, a flaw that's going to cost them the season. What could cost, like if we're sitting here next week talking about the Packers game and why they've lost two in a row, I think it'll be because of the offense. Uh, see, I think the run defense, the way the defense is played, is by far the most concerning thing with this team right now. I can't play. Look, the offense was not as good as it could have been. But again, back to two specific plays we just talked about. The Goddard face mask, that's points if that doesn't happen. And the Quez might have been a touchdown if he doesn't fumble that. And all of a sudden, we're talking about a completely different thing. In addition to that... What kind of rhythm are they supposed to get in when they're off the field? For At one point, they were off the field for 25 minutes. The offense didn't touch the field for 25 minutes, like, of, of real time. Real time like, yeah. you get back out there, it's hard to get in a rhythm. It's hard to get going. And, and honestly, yes, they, sh- they should have run the ball more. They should have given them more of a, a chance to I kind agree of get things that. going. That's on Nick. And that's on Nick. But I don't expect him to make the same mistakes. I think this offense is talented enough, especially because of what you mentioned. Like, Jalen Hurts has been one of the – at worst, five best quarterbacks in the league this yeah, season. Worst, and you could say three. probably top three, yeah. right? Like, this is the moment where he goes out and proves it. And and I believe, especially, he hasn't even ran that much lately. Like, add that dimension to the game more. There are things that they can do from an offensive perspective to move the ball. Like, get Quez and Pascal more involved. Look, I'm not going to minimize the, the loss of Goddard on both from a, a, a receiving perspective and a blocking perspective. It is a, it is a hit, and particularly the receiving thing, because I do think that Stoll can, you know, at least do more of the blocking better than, than the receiving part of it. But again, I, I, look, it's a big loss. I'm not minimizing it. But if I'm saying what I'm more, I, I believe in Jalen Hurts, and if I'm saying what I'm more concerned about, it's this defense's inability to get off the field. Like, again, how do you expect any offense to get in a rhythm to have a sort of game where they're off the field for 12 minutes yeah. at a time? So These 12-minute drives are killer. 10-minute drives are killers. And, and it's interesting because, you know, you look at what hurt them against Washington. They gave up around three, 3.1 yards a carry, I think it was. Uh, and Jimmy Kemsky of Philly Voice. The third downs, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Kemsky of Philly Voice made the point this uh, made this point this week. I think it was a good one. If they gave up 3.1 yards per carry every game, they'd have the best run defense in the NFL. <laughs> right? So, like, it kind of puts into perspective. The issue was that, A, they weren't getting any negative plays. Like, they weren't getting Washington into Sacks second and 12, and t- yep, third and, and whatever, right? But so they were in a lot of third-down situations that were very manageable. And they didn't get third-down stops. That's and the good the news for the Eagles is the Colts have one of the worst – third down offenses in the NFL. But the flip side of that, the flip side of that is that Brian Robinson and the Washington running game is is the worst they'll face the rest of the season. So where my concern would be that you're right, that when you're sitting on the bench for 25 minutes of real time, it's hard to to come back out and just get things going. And it's not a total excuse. I know you need, you still need to do your job and stuff. But you drives as well. Of course. And again, I just think it's so much harder to do in those situations. But look, I'm not completely absolving the offense. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, and look, overall, as we're talking about this, we're both still very high on the Eagles. Like, neither of us is, this is not doom and gloom, it's not panic. I still think they're the best team in the NFC, without a doubt. Like, I'm very confident in that. I noticed you didn't say NFL. I still think they're the best team in the NFL. You do, okay. Oh, yeah, I was just, I was just going NFC because we're talking yep, about yep, yep. The, right. the conference right now. I still think they're the best team in the NFL. Again, I, that doesn't mean they're definitely winning the Super Bowl or anything like that, but I, just in terms of pure roster, and look, the Goddard injury hurts. Like, that is, uh, again, you can't say it enough. But I still think they're the best roster in the NFL, yeah. and, I, and I think we're going to see that depth play out over the next few weeks because of the injuries, because of the signings and all that. I just, when I look at the two sides of the ball and I say, all right, going into this game, if we end up losing this game, which I don't think they will, I, I actually feel I actually feel really confident, and we'll get more into the, the game in a bit, but if they do, if we come home and Sunday night we're doing a, a panic pod yeah. on Sunday night, I think it's going to be because the defense couldn't stop the running game. Like that's what See, I, I would, think is the would, biggest concern with this game. I would, or couldn't get off the field on third down, like yeah. Matt Ryan to Michael Pittman or whatever it is. I, 
I think the solution to fixing the running game is in some ways a lot easier than the solution to replacing Goddard, right? Now, Sue and Linval Joseph, they might play this week. I think Joseph has a better chance of playing some real snaps. Sue's only been with the team for one practice on a Friday. Now, they might have to put them out there because they're short on bodies at defense. And look, tackle. it's a position where, like, it's, yeah, it, you know, it transfers easy, right? Yeah, I mean, Sue's like been in the league back. a very yeah. long time. It's like, all right, this shoot this gap. Exactly. Go, yes. Keep this guy occupied. Like, he can right. do this type of but, stuff. Yeah. But I don't think. We don't know what kind of shape they're in and stuff, too, though. Yeah, so it's it, a whole, look, it, yeah. it'll take time to get in football shape. But. I don't think there's an easy solution to replacing Goddard. You know, like, there's not, there isn't. There's not no. a tight end available that, well, clearly that's anywhere close to Goddard. But the, the, the issue is, like, the ripple-down effect, right? So Goddard's not out there. A, he's a good blocker, so it might impact the running game when they try to run it, especially the Jalen runs, right? But, but B, now the Colts don't have to worry about him. So they, the, the Colts' defense comes into this and goes, okay, let's shut down A.J. Brown, right? And then that's it. Pretty much all they have left is Devontae. I like Zach Pascal. It's the running game. Well, hold on. But, well, yeah, they can run the ball, but the point I'm making is Goddard impacts all phases of it. Whereas with the defense, you're really only talking about being better on third down. Like, that's it. Being and better on third down. stopping the run. But, what but, are you talking well, about? It's the they, combination. And again, just because Washington only got 3.1 yards per carry doesn't mean Jonathan Taylor's yo, not right. going to get a lot more. They're, they're a very good running team, and Jonathan Taylor is one of the best uh, running backs. Way in better the than Brian Robinson. 100%. Like, years better than yeah, Brian I mean, Robinson. Jonathan Taylor is probably a top five running back yes, in the league, right? Yes. So it, it's part of it. I'm just saying with the trend of where we're looking at with this offense, to me, they have not been as good the last two weeks. And ultimately, and this comes back to, you know, probably every offseason pod we did. This is an offensive league. Like, there's a reason Jalen's going to get $45 million and all these defensive tackles. I mean, Domkin Sue, you know, is getting $3 million, right? Like, this is a game where going into it, you need the offense to win it for you. And I don't have as much faith as I used to because of the loss of Goddard, but also because of what I've seen. Like, the other part of this is the fump, the, the turnovers. I don't think they're going to suddenly become a really reckless team. I, I definitely don't. I think they're coached well on it. I think they have players that are just good at taking care of the ball. Jalen's really good at it. Miles, knock on wood, has become way better mm -hmm. at it. But I think the turnover thing over the – I mean, it's only turned it over three times in your first eight games. Like, that's unsustainable, right? Or, yeah, it would have been, yeah, first eight games. So – I, I go into Sunday and, you know, this trip to Indy, and I say, do I, think God, do I think they'll be able to replace Goddard? No, I don't. Do I think that the offense is going to be able to sustain drives? I'm not confident in that over the last uh, few games. So, like, as much as the run defense is a concern for me, I always lean offense. You know that about me, right? Like, I am, I am a big offense wins games, offense wins titles. Like, that's what I believe. And so when I look at the Eagles' prospects moving forward, as much as I trust Jalen – I also sit here and go, I don't know, man. This offense might not be as good, and that's a major problem. But how can you see, how can you, going back to all the things we've talked about on this show over the, the years we've done this, you can't, you can't just say, I have confidence in Jalen, but I'm worried about the offense. Your no, whole I thing has that. always yeah. been quarterbacks, I, and Jalen is yeah. awesome right now. Like, how do you not have faith that this guy can go out and handle the loss at Goddard and still succeed against a good, not great defense? Yeah, no, I, I get that point for sure, because I do, I do have trust in Jalen. I just think the loss of Goddard is, is a really big one. I think it's harder to replace Goddard than it is to fix the run defense, right? Like, I think the run defense, A, you now have the personnel with Sue and Joseph. If, if they can <laughs> Guys play. that got off the yeah. screen. Oh, what, I'm I just mean, saying. Come on. Right. We'll see, right? We're not but, over there. Like saviors. But, but I think, like, if they're better on third down, we're not talking about the run defense as much, right? So, to me, the bigger concern is do I trust the offense to go out and sustain drives on Sunday? And I get that I get the uh, irony of saying I believe in Jalen mm -hmm. and Avia. I mm -hmm. completely Especially get that. Especially for you in but this it's just show and the feel. history. Yeah, so. I, I'm just being honest with the, the Go Birds listeners, right? Like, it's, it's how I feel that I'm worried about their ability to sustain drives. And that's what 
worries me the most going into, let's not, you know, mince words here, a critical game. Like, I don't want to say must win, but this is the game where, uh, you know, the snow, like things snowball quickly. Right now, I think the Eagles snowball of like problems is very small, right? Like I have little hands, but it's like the size of my <laughs> hand, right? You know, like I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, but yeah. I got the, the Jared Goff, uh, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Pickett ends. But if they lose on Indy, if they lose an in Indy tomorrow, that, you know, it's going to start to roll. roll. Like you've lost two in a row. The Packers are coming the on Sunday night. The Titans time. are coming. Yeah, yeah. Like things snowball quickly. So anyone that, I don't think people will, but if anyone wants to downplay this game, don't do it because this is an absolutely critical game. 215-592-9494. We'll get more into how critical a game it is, the game itself. But offense or defense right now? The Goddard injury. Do you trust Jalen to, to put the offense on his back and, and not have any real slippage with the offense? And, and ultimately, who do you trust more? Do you trust the offense or the defense with the problems they've had against the run game getting off the field on third down? 215 215- 592-9494. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Let's go to Edmonton talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, Tom? How you doing? Um, excellent, excellent. So uh these are some um <laughs> these are some questions, boys. Let's peel the onion yeah. back, huh? Yes. All right. Let's so I, listen, I expect the Eagles to take care of business tomorrow. I got them one at thirty five seventeen. That's what I wow. expect. That's more than taking care of business, man. That's a, that's a major win there. It is. Yeah. It is. And I, I want them to respond to this. Uh, mm-hmm. However, um, <laughs> there are some worries. So you guys have pointed out, you know, the run defense, obviously. Um, the injuries. The injuries are a big part of it. Goddard, yeah. the D-line. I don't think A.J.'s 100% either. So well, That's another good point. A.J. and Devontae were both on the injury report this week. Right. And, uh, however... The one pathway I see to the Eagles losing this game would be all of the things we were just talking about there, level in the playing field, and then it coming down to a couple special teams plays. Mm. And I I think the Colts are much better at special teams than the Eagles are, so that concerns me. Yeah, I mean, look, the special teams last week, they have that uh, the penalty on fourth down. Like, again, really not a strong week for them. So, They're to your point the kicker. Of, to, well, to your point of how this started. They're trick plays. Yeah, to, to your point, though, how you started the call. If the Eagles play to their level, like if they play it to the level they're, they're able to, I don't think it should come down to special teams. Now, the Colts are underrated. I think they're 4-2 and two with Matt Ryan in their last six starts with the win over the Chiefs in there. So, they're not an mm. easy opponent. But yeah, I mean, I think every week the Eagles line up, we could, you know, we could say the special well, teams. Well, and right I, yeah, I think like we're doing, you know, offense, defense. Who you're more concerned about? Like, I don't think there's any question that us and I would think most, if not all, Eagles fans are more concerned about the special teams than yeah. either the it just offense. Doesn't matter, right. without a doubt. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't right, matter right. as much, but it's still, I'm right there with you, Tom. And we've been all saying right, it for weeks, even guys, before the recent think- issues. We've been saying for weeks on on the pod on the show, like. That that is the, the the especially when they were undefeated and crushing. Yeah. It's like that's the thing where it's like ah, that's that could be a real problem. So I'm right there with <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So do you think? Do you guys think that Nick and Frank, being such good buddies, you think they called Frank this week? Oh, oh yeah. of course. I mean, and Nick, do you think I, I Frank think took the Frank call every week? Yeah. I think Frank told him everything he knows this week. You All right. So just what? Got fired. That's what, that's he, what my question is. Not just that, Tom. Not just that, Tom. Frank got. Frank got fired, got hired by the all-time under-experienced coach, and the, these right. coaching guys don't like it. And then on top of that, the other guy got to use the quarterback he wanted to use, and he was forced to use yeah. Ellinger. I guarantee you Frank Reich was telling Nick whatever he could this week. So what kind of inf- 
something you think he could have laid on him that would help him, and I'll hang up and listen to you yeah, fellas. Have a fine weekend. My man. Always a pleasure. I mean, I mean he can, I'm sure he a can lot of information. He yeah. can tell him audible calls. He can, he can tell yeah, him verbiage. Yeah. He can and tell I'm sure him, they'll you know. change that stuff knowing that, but yeah. also, like, he can tell them, uh, like, guys, uh, like, what, how guys like things, like, whose sides are better, you know, like, this right. guy's tough going to his left, like, a million different he little knows, things. He knows what players are dealing with injuries that aren't on the yes, injury report. Yes, that's another great point. He knows the point. player's strengths and weaknesses. Like, it's incredibly helpful. I mean, it would basically... Again, it's pretty much like saying, hey, the other team's head coach, can you meet with us and tell us everything? Like, yeah. It's been one week since he got fired. Yeah, so it's a great point. It's, it's, a, it's an advantage. I think it's a really big advantage. We haven't talked about it a lot. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on the offense or the defense? Which are you more concerned about heading into this game? And if we're talking about a loss on Sunday night, who's the reason? Why is the reason? And coming up next, Elliot kind of just mentioned it here, but Elliot thinks the stakes on this game are Pretty damn high. Yes. I don't know if I'm there yet. We'll talk about that coming up next as well. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. And what a football season as we enter another exciting week. Plus, college and pro hoops are backs. Hockey, too. The Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook of the diehard Philly sports fans. Safe, secure, easy to use. It's everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with us right now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. Bet the Fly Guys hockey. Bet the Birds every week. Bet all your favorite college teams. You can do live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. You bet on the action as it happens. You can get all kinds of Great opportunities to win some money as the lines swing back and forth. Download the Bet Parks app right now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back. If your first bet is not a winner, BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app. You can bet on more than the score. Bet on player performances. Bet on who's going to score touchdowns, points, rebounds, assists, goal scores, and so much more. Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join us with Bet Parks right now. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. From the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, talking Eagles, Colts, offense versus the defense. Who are you more concerned about? And there are reasons for both. Look, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and again, there's also uh, overall... You know, reason to have supreme confidence. They're a good team. Every we're not, part we're not, of the you team. Know, it's, yeah. it's what happens when you lose a game. We actually start to nitpick things instead of just saying they're they're perfect. Right. Um, which, you know, obviously they were not. So. But, but I do think the loss puts in a good perspective a, a couple things. One, how impressive it is that they won eight straight games. Yep. Like, it is not yep. easy to win. Now, you know, it sounds like Mr. Cliche announcer guy, but, you know, no game is easy in the NFL, right? And. You know, I think back to like the Arizona game that they kind of squeaked out. That makes that the loss against Washington makes that win that much bigger. But I think the other thing it should put into perspective for everyone, and I was certainly guilty of this as well. Like getting the number one seed is not going to be easy. Sure, winning in the playoffs not going to be easy. So, yeah, it's a, it was almost like a fait accompli. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was honestly. I remember when the Phillies went up two to one in the World Series. I was like, all right, so when's the parade? Yeah, like, you know, everyone's like not getting on a plane to Houston. Right, exactly. So you know, I, I don't think uh, the the Phillies never didn't win another game the rest of the the series. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen to the Eagles. Thanks for reminding me. Of no that. problem. It's just what yeah, I needed. No right problem. Now, yes, but um, I, I think it's good perspective. Like. There's still a lot of work to be done this year to accomplish what they want to accomplish. 215-592-9494. Who do you trust more, the offense or the defense? Plus, coming up in a little bit, Elliot mentioned it in passing before, but uh, Elliot thinks this game is pretty damn important. We'll get into that in a sec. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tom. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? What up, Tom? How are you doing? 
I'm doing very well. ESP, I was very impressed with uh, last week when you were on the Marks and Reese show, how, you know, Ike did his, uh, I know what you're doing, Elliot. He's trying <laughs> to set Jalen up, right? And yeah. then, I don't know if you noticed this, but later in the week, they totally were touting your line about Jalen needing to carry the team on his back. Anything I can do to help out all the shows, you know, Tom. <laughs> trying to provide content for everybody. And then, and then James, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if Jack said anything to you, but when I, when I went on the show, I was talking about uh, High Hopes and how much better it is than the other major broadcast competition uh, podcast out wow. there. And, mm. uh, and John, John was not too happy with me bringing you guys up. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Johnny. It's, it's oh, only the number one. Give My Hopes so, yeah. a little love. Come it's on. It's only the number one wrong with know, that? maybe podcast in the entire uh, no. city. So yeah, Yes, there we go. So I, I have to say I – tend to agree with James more on this uh, topic, though. I think that the defense is a big concern because at least yeah. there's Pascal with the Goddard injury. So whereas on the defense, there doesn't seem to be anyone there until now. But I mean, it's a little bit late for this well, game. I would just say this, like, you know, I think Pascal has been a pleasant surprise. But to say at least they have Pascal to replace Goddard, like that's not replacing Goddard. You know, I mean, Pascal can do some of the things. And, and I think your point's interesting in the way that I think he can do more things than like Calcaterra or Stolkan when it comes to Goddard's role. But Zach Pascal is not, is not Goddard. Like they don't have anyone that can give them what Goddard gave them. Whereas I think you can piece together a decent run defense, especially with the pieces they've added. Okay, for this game, for the longer term, like against the Titans, I'm happy about that because the Titans uh, are, are so amazing right now, actually. They've been on a 7-1 yeah, roll. They just win, man. Like, for whatever, like, yeah. I'm not a super high on them, but oh, you Mike they Vable win guy all now? the time. Old they, pot yeah. argument. Yeah. Long bit of Mike Vable. Thank you. Go ahead, Tom. Do you guys, did you guys think that the lead-wide, this running game trend is a coincidence uh, uh, based on the OCs trying to maximize their, you know, often mediocre QB talent? Or do you think it's like an in-game adjustment based on the fact that so many defenses seem to be doing this yeah. too high yeah. I think it's the defense thing. What do you think, Elliot? Well, first of all, it's good to see Gannon as a trendsetter around the league. <laughs> right? So it's almost like, well, you know, why does he get these head coaching interviews? Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, Tom, I, I think it's the second one. I think that defenses know with all the talent that's on offense, not just at quarterback, but there's so many talented receivers now, they're going to play back, right? They're, they're not going to play to stop the run. They're going to play where they want you to get three or four yards at a time and have to make 13 plays in a row without making a mistake. So I actually do think it's way more uh, defense. It's defense-oriented off what they're doing than it is the other thing. Well, I have to say, uh, before I let you go, that uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, his skill set we know is passing's really been this year that's starting to come to fruition, but it's been running. And because of that, I actually do feel pretty good about the offense still. And I'm more concerned about uh, Gannon's coaching and the, the issues with the defense. So yeah, thanks well, a lot, I, guys. Tommy, have, I, an awesome, have an awesome day. Hope Kristen has a great birthday. Always yes, a pleasure, Tom. Much. And, yeah, I am too, man. That, that Again, I, I, I know we battle about this. And I, players got to make plays. You got to tackle and stuff. But I just – the, the consistent, and again, I said this to you, and I think my biggest point is specific to the team they're playing. Like, why are you playing off coverage? Why are you playing against a big play against Taylor Heineke? He doesn't have a strong arm. Like, no, you're playing. Like, See, but you're I can... playing a bad run offense. Like, shut it down and make Taylor Heineke go out and beat you, man. So I think something's interesting, right? We started this show, and you said they didn't run the ball enough in the first half. Right? I agree, yeah. Why is it that when it comes to Gannon's coaching mistakes – 
they're 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 criticized so much more and they're focused oh, on I so much more. Oh, I think Sirianni did a bad well, job there not, too. Not just you specifically. Second. I'm saying in general this week. The defense has been outstanding this year. They've been arguably, I don't think they are, but they've been arguably the best defense in the NFL when you take into account turnovers, right? That part of it. They they just have been. They're like top 4 in the league in points allowed. Yeah, the turnovers are turnovers it's a huge part of it, right? Yep. Like I think Dallas's defense, Denver's defense, there's other better defenses, but with the turnovers, the defense is up there. They have like one bad game you know, and it's like fire Gannon. He doesn't know what he's well, doing. Yeah, I'm not going there. No, I know, yeah, yeah, I, I know yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not. But it just feels like no one has trust in Gannon, which I don't get. Like, but it's based Tom, on Tom last said, season, too. They it's were, based on what we've seen. He did seen a good from, job last no, season. No, he didn't. And this is and the we don't need to get all, into this argument Yes. I, I think that if you ask me, do I have faith in Gannon's ability to fix this run defense? Yes, because I think Gannon, since he's been hired, has done a good job, and I don't see why that would change moving forward. The issue is Goddard is gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like that but again, you understand that that's your opinion. I do not think Jonathan Gannon has that's done fine. a good job I, since he's been here. I'd be, I think I'd he's benefited from having better talent this year, but he is yet, from a schematic perspective, he has yet to do something impressive. Do you think the defense overachieved or underachieved last year? I think they underachieved last year or, or, or whatever, like even. I right. definitely do not think they overachieved. Well, I think when you look at the talent that they had last year, you could argue that they won a Don't lot of g- they won They won a lot of games against the worst quarterbacks. Anytime they played a quarterback of even Derek Carr level, yeah. who's like middle of the pack, they were horrible. Yeah, like, come against on. All, all defenses, are, for the most part, are Against really... Derek Carr, does everyone give Derek Carr 90% completion? Well, the, the, the oh, Raiders, no, because that's never happened before. The, yeah, cool. like the completion cool. percentage. No one cares about that anymore. I guess well, last I do, year was though. a big deal. All right. We can, we can move on yeah. from this. This is, this yeah. is last year's We don't debate. need to keep this but, but, going. But I guess to, I'm just saying to piggyback up what Tom said, I think people should have faith in Gannon to get this fixed. Let's go to Gwyneth Valley and talk to Warren. What up, Warren? Hey, how's it going, ESP? What up, Warren? Hey, James. Hey, Warren. I'm but before I get to my point, I, I totally agree with James's all his points on the defense, all of them. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to pick any fights with James on uh, <laughs> what, what he said about the defense at all. Um, but my concern is on the offensive side. Uh, Elliot, which, do, do you take sides or you don't? Me? I've been known to take sides every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, would, or, I would say I'm a little more concerned about the Are you a flip-flopper? Yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind when I'm new just, information is presented. No, I know, Warren, yeah. You, have, uh, you, you know, the, the right. best minds are willing to change them. Warren. I actually agree with that. I think it's yeah. important to change your opinion if it's you're It's important, wrong. especially yeah. if somebody convinces you that their argument yeah. might be... Absolutely, uh, but you some, should always be willing to keep your mind open about things. Like, we don't and know And here's everything. a perfect example. At the beginning of the week, I was more concerned about the run defense. Mm-hmm. I've go. thought about it more. Joe Giglio's made some great points. Now I'm more concerned about the offense. My One of my concerns is the time of possession with the offense. Mm-hmm. whether they score points or not, because the bulk of their points seem to come, as you guys know, in the second quarter, which means in the second quarter, the defense is off the field resting while the offense is doing its job, putting up points and keeping the, um, the opposing defense on the field and wearing them down. However, in the first quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter, our offense seems to have um, non-consistency, if I could put it that way, whereas... Mm-hmm. Uh, whether the Eagles are scoring points quickly and putting our defense back on the field or they're going three and out, three and out, you know, not yeah. being able to finish off drives and putting up points, our defense, therefore, is uh, putting in a lot of snaps. Uh, ergo, what I believe has happened um, in this past week, whereas it was pretty much laid bare that Fletcher Cox cannot go through another 70-snap Yes. Um, yeah. Game. Warren, Warren, good call. Yeah, nice, really nice good use points. of air go. 
Yeah, it's a good well, word. You don't hear it all the time on WIP. Um, you know, it's just it's kind of interesting debate we had to open the show like the defense deserves blame for the fact that they gave up a ton of third downs they gave up a ton of, you know a decent amount of fourth downs if i'm not mistaken i think they gave up two or three of them um but the offense also holds blame and you know sirianni said it after the game and i think sometimes it can be seen as just coach speak like that's a full team loss like of course you're gonna say that Sirianni's not gonna come out and say well this one's on the defense you know but i think in this case like it was probably pretty close to true i i think so but like I definitely think it was more on the defense and the offense again, and like on the whole on the offense. But in terms of like correctable mistakes, like the Quez fumble and the Dallas fumble, See, were, I think you're I diminishing. Don't, if, if both those things don't happen, they win the football game. Boom. Maybe so. Then even, who's, then who's maybe fault is even it? if Perfect. just one of Listen them. Listen to what you just no, said. I'm saying it, I just said yeah. they're more correctable. Like they're more correctable. I think is it that you don't fumble the ball, especially again when one of them. I don't blame the offense for the Dallas got it fumble. Well, I blame the refs for not calling it. Well. Okay, that's a different discussion. Of course, it's I, part I, of it, though. Yeah, like, no, no, it no. has to be well, part of How can you blame the offense can, for that fumble? Yeah. You can't. Well, what you can do is you can also say, had he not had his face mask grabbed, maybe he doesn't fumble that ball, right? I think, I that, think he absolutely yeah, doesn't fumble right. that ball. Now, and even then, even then out, if they call the face mask, you don't. It doesn't don't, matter. Yeah, yep. Exactly. It, yep, it was a bad missed so call. I'm not gonna get. I'm not going to put that on the offense. The but, Quez one, I will. But I also think it's two different questions, right? Like, so what? What? what is more of a concern for you moving forward? It's. I think, yes, definitely, you were right. It was more of a concern, the run defense than the turnovers. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over three or four times a game moving forward. I just don't. I think they're good at it and all those things. But I also think when you talk about, like, why did they lose that specific game? Yes, the run defense was a really big part of that. The three turnovers were also massive. Again, the of defense, course they defense were, gave up six points in the second again, half. Again, it's more correctable. The, the offense had the ball three times with a chance only down two points. Like, those things do matter, right? So, ultimately, would you take that defensive performance But we're talking week? about projecting it forward. Am I, do, am I more expecting the run defense to be bad or yeah. Quez Watkins to fumble again? And I agree with the you The run defense it's, to be bad. That's what I'm saying. It's two different questions, yeah. right? right? Why did they lose that specific game versus what's a bigger problem moving forward? Back to the phones in a sec. We talked about it before. Elliot... More than anyone else I've heard talk about this game. Look, we all know it's after a loss. You want to see him bounce back. You want to see him win. But it's the Colts. It's not necessarily the the highest, you know, most important game of the season. Elliot feels like this is a massive yeah. game. Not just a, oh, they need a win after a loss. Explain why you think this game is so important for the Eagles. Well, it, it's it's a couple reasons. But I think the number one reason is the, the, the number one seed, right? Like, when you look at this team's best, best path to a Super Bowl, it is with the number one seed. The two times this team has made the, Fran the Super Bowl in my lifetime, they were the one seed, right? Like, you have home field advantage. For this team to end up with the one seed, I think you're looking at you a minimum of 13 wins. But if you want to win it and not have to play your starters the last week and feel really good about it, I think you might need 14 wins. So if you have to win 13 or 14 games, that means you only get, you know. Two more losses two if more, you want to get to 14. Two more losses, yeah. right? So I do not think that tomorrow is a game where you can afford to – to use that loss. So from a pure uh, standing standpoint, you have games against the Packers coming up. I, Packers are a team that I don't care what they do. I will always forever. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron yeah. Rodgers, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, and then the Titans, who just Titans are good. win all the time. Titans are good. Right? Yeah. They go and they're a super bad matchup for this defense. Yes, they have to go to Dallas to on Christmas Eve to play the Cowboys. They have to go to Giants, New York. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's some difficult games coming up, right? to waste a loss in Indianapolis, then I think you could end up being in real trouble because then on the, on to, to further that, you're now at two losses in a row. Like, things could fall apart. I don't think they will. I think this Eagles coaching staff is too good. I think the players are too good. 
But last year, now Arizona is like all-time loser team. But they were eight and zero or seven or eight and zero, and it fell apart yeah. for them. Like they went eleven happened. and five, eleven the, and six. The year under yeah. Chip, what were they eight and three or something like that? They were nine and three. Nine and three. Yeah, yeah. They completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. So you can't let things snowball. So both from the standing perspective and from the like, let's write the ship and go back to the dominant team. I think tomorrow's game is like crucially, crucially important to go out and get a win and show like, okay, we're back. It was a one week thing. Everyone says one loss happens. Go out tomorrow and, and show why you're the best team in the NFC. Let's go to South Philly and talk to my buddy Anthony. What up, Ant? My pal, how are you? Ah, uh, Ant, how are you, pal? Good, buddy. Listen, Jim, uh, uh, I got a couple of uh, uh, points I want to make. But first, you already know I agree with you. Uh, I've been going at this with Joe all week. I know. Uh, I know. So you go at Elliot now. You do, you do, yes, do your I thing. Am, I'll just hang out. <laughs> I, I want to direct your attention, you guys. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about the defense, and I want to talk about the screen game. Uh, Ray Dittinger, uh, there's a podcast on uh, YouTube. Ray Dittinger brings some sense to the 8-1 Eagles, to, with Ellis, Gone and Brooks. Mm-hmm. Five minutes into the show, Ray, you know, in his diplomatic way, shreds Gannon's scheme and his in-game adjustments. Yeah. So if he's get a chance, just watch that. No, I definitely want to because the defense has been one of the best in the league this year. So I'd be curious to see what his issues are with the scheme because it seems to be working. But I, I Ray Ray knows what he's talking about, so I'll definitely check yeah, it well, out. Yeah, well, that's why I said it, El Coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming from Ray, it means more. Uh, we're 20th against the run. We're the worst tackling team rated by pro football focus. Mm-hmm. And we're the second worst giving up yak yards on defense. Only the Chargers are worse. Uh, it's a good stat. I didn't know that last one. Okay. Um that's what I want to tell you here. Well, let me just really quick quick off of that. Uh, I think that the run defense, obviously, the last two weeks has been bad. I do think early in the year, because they were up so much, like there was a bit of a reason. You know, they, they were they were trying not to give up long plays at the end of the game because they're up big. But I do think, yeah, these last two weeks, and tackling is a problem, right? Like moving forward, you talk oh. about playoff matchups. Some of the offenses they could play have really, really good skill players. Like well, the fact you're saying it. they're second in the league in yak allowed has me terrified versus San Francisco. When you think about the players they have. So. Yeah, with D.B. Right. McCaffrey and Ayuk and all those guys. Yeah, Kittle. Well, let me say this to you. It's not just the last two weeks, okay? I, I, show, I told you, shout to Jimmy during the week. I'll repeat him to you. 122, 132, 142, 168, and 152. That's what our defense has given up in rush yards the last five weeks. Yeah. So that's not uh, accurate as far as that goes. Well, no, well, I'm not see, well, trying would, to copy. I'm just trying to tell yeah, you no, I, I, look, that's I, think I know. Yeah, you know, for sure. And I think it's – it's. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Like, I just – I think part of that is when you're up really big on some of these games, like teams are going to run it on you. You know, you're, you're, you're susceptible well, to allowing rushing. Well, they have to throw more, though, to get back in the game, don't no, they? No, but help? I'm saying – no, no, right. But I'm saying the Eagles' defense is set up to stop the pass, and there's yeah. been a lot of situations where – Oh, yeah, okay. Runs, I got right? you. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me go to the screen game. We lost our screen game when we lost Goddard because we don't screen anybody else but Goddard. But in my mind, I was thinking about solutions to this. And then I remembered in 2019, the Eagles played the Giants. We were losing the game 17-3. And Boston Scott became the NFL player of the week. And when I went back and looked at the game, there were all screen passes and swing passes to this kid. And we don't play him. All right, and Andy. Gainwell and Sanders' hands are either questionable. Gainwell, a ball went his hands in the screen game for an interception this year and dropped a couple and, of passes last week. And I got you. We're up against so we got a break. But this is a great call and a really interesting question. I want to get Elliot's thoughts on because 
Boston's got someone who, you know, I think last season, and I, Miles has been great this year, and, and mm-hmm. I, he should be the lead back and all that, but Boston Scott was someone who, you know, as the season went on last year, a lot of Eagles fans certainly wanted to see more of, and, and some people even thought were better than Sanders. I think it's pretty clear Miles is a better running back now. Yeah. But Boston Scott is not, you know, he had the first carry last week, and then he just, like, disappears again. Yeah. So coming up after the break, I want to get Elliot's thoughts on the Boston Scott thing, if he's a potential option. Because that is a good point by Anthony. I think if you think about a specific um, type of, of or part of the Eagles offense that Goddard has been like the only weapon and it has been the screen game so that'll be an interesting uh, take from Elliot coming back it's Elliot it's James it's Go Birds Radio we're coming right back it's Go Birds Radio presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app coming from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino Elliot Shore Parks James Seltzer with you talking Eagles Colts the importance of the game and, and who do you trust more the offense or the defense heading into it uh, interesting question brought up by uh, Anthony and South Philly prior to the break asking about Boston Scott mm-hmm. and kind of where he's been and the potential with Goddard out which has been a massive part of the screen game for maybe uh, Boston Scott screen game uh, uh, maybe a, an influx or a, a, yeah. you know what, so, what do you think about that and, and what, why do you think Scott has been so not involved in the offense well, I think one of the reasons is they have better pass-catching options than they used to, right? I mean, Boston Scott was arguably, like, one of the best receivers on the team the sure. last few years. Sure. So I, I think when you add A.J. Brown, Devontae's in his second year, you, you had Dallas the whole year. Pascal's a better third receiver, fourth receiver than they've had in a long time. I think that's part of it. Now, against the Colts, you know, could Boston be more involved? I will say, we're sitting here at Parks Casino, he's like plus 1,000 to score a touchdown. I think that's a, a good, bet, good bet, right? Yeah. Even just if Miles gets hurt. Yeah. But I don't think the injury to Goddard is going to be more Boston. I mean, he could just get the ball because it's something they see against the Colts' defense. But I, I think that when you talk about replacing Dallas, A, it's really hard to do. But B, I think you'll see more AJ. I do think Pascal will maybe be a little more involved because – the other thing is, when you look at the tight ends they have, Calcaterra, very obvious passing option. Stoll, very obvious as a blocker. Pascal's a little more, now not a tight end, but he can block and he can, you know, he can catch. So I think he, he does go a little further in helping to replace Dallas, but I, I don't think Boston is going to see more touches because uh, Goddard's out. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. If you want to talk Eagles, Colts, the offense, the defense, go back to the phones. Go to South Philly and talk to our buddy Darren. What up, Day? What's up, brother? What's up, ESP? What up, man? Long time. Good to hear from you. I was on a cruise last Sunday. I'm sorry, on Monday night in okay. the middle of the, the the ocean, coming back from Bahamas, trying Very to nice. watch the game around 16 Washington Commanders. Wow. Surprise there were 16 tough. of them on that the is cruise. Tough. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised there were 16 of them anywhere yeah. in the world. But, yeah, especially I wanted to, and then I have a, friend, a good buddy that's a Commanders fan who was calling me. So it was horrible. Like I said, I have no issue with the loss. I have an issue like the, the Dallas, the, the, the Goddard fumble. Uh, he, it doesn't doesn't stop the game. He's still hurt regardless. I just hate ref's excuses. Like, oh, we missed it. There's a screenshot, dude, and has a, a ref. Yeah, the guy's right looking there. right. I, I, I'm right there with well, you. He like, obviously like, missed it. Well, yeah, no, they no, want to no, call no, it the no, flag, but, but like it is, it's a, it's unbelievable that they missed yeah, it. But, but right just say really we missed mistake. it. Don't don't say oh we didn't see it because clearly somebody saw it. And well, no, clearly somebody even, didn't see it. Otherwise, they would have thrown the flag. Well, yeah, I mean, we that's the same thing. Saying we didn't but see it. But then, what's the, is the purpose of review it. for a fumble? If you see a, fa- you should be able to add well, to it. You can't. Yeah, that's there, a different that's debate. That's a different debate. I'm right there with you. I absolutely think, especially maybe not for everything, but like something mask, like a face so mask that is so blatant. Face and the neck, yeah. all that good stuff. Uh, that Darren, I'm, be... I'm, I'm with you, Bill. 
I'm with you. It was a bad However, mess. I don't think this Colts game is that big of a deal. Like, I, I fundamentally think we're going to win. I'm not scared of a Jeff Saturday-led Colts team. Well, how will you I'm feel definitely if they lose? Not, how will I feel if I lose? Um, how will they feel? If, yeah, how will you feel if they lose the game? Yeah. Um, I would I would surround the uh, Delaware Bridge because I'll jump. All right, well, so a game must be somewhat maybe concerned. A little, about, a little yeah. aggressive. So, so I guess you do think the game's somewhat important. No, no, no. I mean, we shouldn't lose to the Colts. We are the better team. I agree. That's why, that's why I'm saying it's an important win because it's an it's important game because you have to get wins now against the teams you're supposed to beat. But I'm saying that we should not lose. You're saying, am I worried about us losing? No. I'm saying it's, uh, we should I'm, win, period. See, I'm right there with you, and great call, buddy. Uh, I, I am very confident going into this game. Like, I know we're talking about trust level and all that, and I do – um, certainly can see a world where Jonathan Taylor just runs all over us and it's a disaster of a day and all that. But I am really confident that they're going to go to Indy and win this game. I feel I would bet on them the minus six and a half or, or might be up to yeah. seven. I haven't checked the bet parks app uh, today. I think it's still six and a six half. Six whatever. I would bet on them. I think they're going to cover. I think they're a, just a flat-out better football team than the Indianapolis Colts. And, look, you see a lot of times, we saw it earlier this season with the other interim situation, like, a lot of times when a coach gets fired and an interim coach comes in, the team will rise to the occasion that week and win that game for the interim yeah. coach. And then they don't do nearly as well the following week after or the rest of the season after. So I do think that that is something where, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to look at last week and be, oh, wow, the Colts look great. They First of all, they beat Vegas, who might say, be the they, worst team in the league. They beat the worst head coach yeah, in the, the league. The worst head coach Maybe of all time, yeah, like honestly. one of them. Seriously, I mean, I, I you could, you're better at coaching. I'd rather have you as my head coach than John. I'm not even I kidding. Would too. I swear to God, I, I on my family's life, I mean this. I would rather have Elliot Shore Parks be the head coach of my NFL team than Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Like that's how bad he is. So you know, I, I I'm not. I'm really not that nervous about the game itself. Obviously, there are aspects I'm concerned about the Rundy and this and that we're talking about. But on the whole, like I am, um, I would say like pretty like confident heading into this game that that they're going to win this yeah game. so i do think they'll win i do now i i do think though it's maybe i'm a little more nervous than, than you are about it just because i think the colts are a decent team like they're not a bad roster right no, like they, i think they're they have, like a mediocre yeah, team they're a mediocre team four and two in the last you know six games with with matt ryan as the starter so you know with matt ryan in there i think he has three games this year with a pass rating over 100 like he he's had good games but to your point, this is a game they should win. They're better than them. And I also just think it's a, an important win to show themselves that that's just one loss. And that you, we talked so much when they were 7-0, and 8-0 about how confidence matters and they believe in themselves. Confidence can also be a fragile thing, right? If you lose two in a row, maybe doubt no, does start really, to creep in. That's a really in, good so. point. That's a good point. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Glenn. Glenn. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Glenn? How you doing? Uh, good. Hey, Elliot. I uh, got to disagree with you, man. Like, All When's right. the last time the Eagles stopped the run? Well, okay, so there's a couple ways to look at this. You're right that they lost. They, one of the main reasons they lost this week is because they couldn't stop. I mean, it, it, look hold at on, the, Tex hold on. the, the and Texans they, and, game, though, too. They no, could have lost the that game, game. Texans were better. Yeah, absolutely. So I think two games in a row the run defense has been a problem. I do think early on in the, some of these other games they were up big, and that's part of the reason. But, but the tackling has been an issue in some games, and I agree that moving forward the run defense is something to be concerned about. Uh, yeah, especially the teams are playing. We got the Colts coming up. Packers can want to run. Titans want to run. So I don't know how like the main concern would be the offense when without Jordan, even with Jordan Davis in the in the game, they were just better. They weren't great, but 
He hasn't been able to show without Jordan Davis on the field that he can stop any running attack. Well, I, th- I think the well, what I've said, the reason I think it's the offense is because a, I don't think they they they're coming also off a of, of really bad game, right? Like you could argue the defense outplayed the offense on Monday night. You can no, argue that. I don't think you can. Dude, the offense no. turned it over That's three crazy, times. It's a crazy. So the, one of them doesn't count. The face mask one well, doesn't unfortunately, count. Unfortunately, it does. No, count. but it doesn't though. If we're talking about really analyzing the game, okay. you cannot put that on the offense. The dude was so face mask. So why masks. would the Quez one count? All right. Because it's Wait, a real why? fumble. Like I'm the saying, point is that you, you the play just, doesn't count right. if they call face masks. You can't. So first of all, and he probably just, doesn't even fumble if he doesn't get face masks. We don't. Mask. We have no idea. But about probably that, that's what hurt his but shoulder. The, the point but regardless, is, the play doesn't count if they make the right call. Which ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they call face masks on that play. So like that, you can't hold that against them. They still turn the ball over three times. Two times. Okay. All right. Well, then, well, do you want to do four times if you count the last play of the game? Like, we, we can't just pick and choose which ones count and which don't. They turned it over with the game in question three times, right? But also, the defense did force two turnovers. They got them in good position to score a touchdown, right? Like, what mattered more? The the, the And I don't want to talk I, over Glenn too much here, but like the the uh, the turnovers were massive in losing that game. I, I think what I think what mattered more was that they ran the ball for three point five yards every play, and they made our defense sit out there and not let our offense get back on the field. Yeah, and the offense and was unable then, to sustain and then, giving up, and then giving out slant routes to Terry McLaurin and everyone, and there's no one within, like, five feet of every receiver. Yeah, Glenn, good call as usual, and, and I agree with you. I, You know, obviously, I, I think it's really hard to try and make the case that that game was more on the offense than yeah. defense. I, I applaud you for even attempting it, well, but... You know, if you t- as expected, you failed miserably. You turn it. over three. You turn the ball over three times. You're not going to win many two games. Two times. 215-592-9494. Yeah. I see on the call screener. Someone who hasn't called us for a while used to call all the time. And now, shockingly, when the Eagles finally lose a game, there he is. I can't wait to talk to him. Let's see where he's at. And if you just decided to wait till the Eagles lost to come out, you know who you are. And I bet you a lot of people know who it is. That's coming up next. Plus, Darren Sproles with some really interesting things to say, confirming a report that we heard back in the day about him and Carson Wentz and um, really interesting his comments and what they say about Carson Wentz. We'll hear that. We'll react to that next as well. It's Elliot and James. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. And what a football season as we enter another exciting week. Plus, college pro hoops are back. Hockey's back to the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the official sportsbook of the diehard Philly sports fan. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with us right now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. Bet Fly Guys Hockey. Bet the birds every week. Bet on all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. Just download the Bet Parks app. Right now, new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. You can bet on more than the score, bet on player performances, who scores touchdowns, points, rebounds, assists, goal scorers, and so much more. BetPark Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join us with BetParks right now. 